0: <laughs> Difficult for me this morning. Difficult word. Tough, tough things. These don't come that often, I suppose. Every, every few months or something, it's just tough. It's hard. Today's one of those. Kind of feel awful to even dare to talk about the subject of humility and honour. Uh, before, before Easter, we did a message called The Theory of Creativity god is a creator god everything in him bursting with endless creativity and we're made in his image and he blesses us with gifts of creativity in all these so many different ways every person is gifted in some way creatively to express the majesty and the glory of god however what we saw in part one and today is part two what we saw is if you don't if you're not taught how to handle that if you just enter into using your gifting or your, the, the position God has honoured you with, the talents, etc., you can get in a lot of trouble. I see this very much like relationships and love. Love can be the best thing that ever happens to you. But you need to handle love very carefully. Dangerous thing, love, you know. <laughs> love will give you the best of life, but it is totally possible that love will give you the worst of this world if you don't handle it right and respect it it's powerful you know it's the same as your gifting It's the same as your gifting if you don't stop sometime and take a really hard cold look at, at, at what scripture says about this and, and learn to walk properly in the exercise of your gifting and creativity you're gonna lose like millions before you you're not going to stay in ministry And even if you do, it's going to be so problematic. Your relationships, your life, your output, maybe not even acceptable to people, never mind God. So this is an immensely important topic. Let me momentarily just recap on part one. We looked at the history of creativity. It began before even the world was was made. Began with Lucifer, enormously, at that point, the most gifted, Being the most beautiful creature that God had ever made, involved in worship, music was found in him. It says, But Lucifer, listen carefully, (laughs) Lucifer wanted equality with God. I'm gonna write, I'm gonna be like you, you're not above me. And Lucifer wanted the honor, he wanted to take the honor, he was jealous of the respect and the honor that was going to God. You gotta be so careful. When you stand on a platform, when you pick up a mic, you gotta be so, so, so careful. And this same Lucifer became Satan and we see that same disease contaminating Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They were blessed, so much blessed, blessed with everything under the sun. Some people want other people's gifts. You know that? Some people are jealous. They become envious of other people's ministries or other people's gifts. And the Bible talks about the gift of knowledge. Right? The gift of wisdom. The gift of the word of knowledge. Or the word of wisdom. And then you've got Adam and Eve in the garden. And God's lavished everything on them. But in the garden there was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Satan said, you know, you, you lack one gift. Look at that over there. Look at that tree. If only you had that, you would be equal to God. No one would be above you. Isn't it funny how giftings and talents are the root into our lives to bring us down? That's what happened to Lucifer. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. And then if you go through the Old Testament or the New, you will see the same trap People walking into it again and again because they want glory or honour for themselves. You see it in King Saul. King Saul was greatly honoured by God being made the king of Israel. That wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for Saul. He became very rebellious. He sinned greatly and Samuel comes to him and says, Saul, God is very displeased with you. You are going to be removed from being king. Now you would think that Saul's reaction would be to say, oh Samuel, please protect the nation of Israel. Protect Israel. Forgive me. But that's not what Saul says. In 1 Samuel 15, Saul says this. Saul replied to Samuel, I have sinned, but please honour me still before the elders. Poor. Wow. You failed drastically to protect Israel, to be the priest for Israel. And the only thing on your mind is you want to receive honor within your community. You want to be seen as someone special, someone different. What is wrong with you, Saul? Well, it's nothing new under the sun, is there? It's the same trap. Seeking honor and seeking glory often that is totally unwarranted. The second thing, just to recap momentarily, was we saw the necessity of you having some sensible degree of separation between you as a person and the anointing on the gifting and the operation of that that will come upon you. There has to be a separation. I went through... A list of of artists, musicians, authors. In every area of creativity, you will see them dying and dying and dying. Miserable lives, an incapacity to understand the power of what they have been given and the dangers of it. The greatness of it, but the dangers of it. So there's a need for a godly separation between me as a person and the supernatural giftings of God upon me. And giving glory back to God for them good thing to remember that when we refer to Jesus we refer to him as the Lord Jesus Christ he's the Lord that means he's God Almighty he's God the Son as well as the Son of God he's God the Son he's the Lord he's Jesus the man and he's Christ the Messiah Now in everything Jesus did whilst he was on earth, he did it as Jesus, the man. And he did it through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit being sent by his father. There was a slight separation there. There's a distinction. And I want to emphasize this as we open up this morning. Listen to how Jesus Christ, this is my example, works in power, but great humility. Always being so careful, to give glory back to the Father, to the Spirit where the power came from. Listen to the words of Jesus. I'll send you notes later, don't panic. John chapter five, verse 19. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by myself. He can only do what he sees the Father doing. John five, verse 30. By myself I can do nothing. Separation. John chapter 5 verse 41 I receive not the honor from men I seek the honor from God John chapter 7 verse 16 my teaching is not my own this gifting is not this is supernatural thing John chapter 8 verse 28. So Jesus said, and I tell you that as the Son, I do not speak on my own, but I speak only what the Father has sent me. John chapter 8 verse 50. I am not seeking my own glory, but there is one who seeks that. John chapter 14 verse 10. The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father that living in me. John chapter 14 verse 24. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Mark chapter 10 verse 18. Why do you call me good? Only God is good. I can go on and on and on if you want. I want you to see that Jesus was consistently, incredibly careful to make sure that the glory goes to the Father. As he was raising the dead. And this is an example for you and with the same great care please consider your attitude to your ministry never receive praise guys don't receive uh, praise for things give it back to God who are we and what are we that we should dishonor God in this way I want to give some guidelines this morning for consistently operating in your gifting consistently operating in power within your gifting principle number one jesus practiced self-denial and denial of self jesus practiced two things self-denial that means fasting denying myself food if you like self-denial is about things he practiced self-denial but he also practiced denial of self. And that's what you see in all those scriptures. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 16 verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him deny. Him. Now he's not talking about fasting. <laughs> that's self-denial. Mm-hmm. Let him deny himself and take up his cross. Glorify the Father and follow me. Follow the example I'm giving you here. Big principle here, big, big foundational principle for consistent ministry in God. The founder of Victory Family Centre died tragically a couple of years ago. His name was Pastor Rick Seward. Many of you knew him. (coughs) Rick is by far the most consistently prolific minister I have ever had the honour to meet in my life. For 40 years, it's like God turned on a tap of churches being planted under his domain, um, ministries being started, miracles working, and finance flowing beyond measure. God turned on a tap, and that tap never turned off. So whatever mode of operation Rick had, he knew how to consistently walk in the Spirit. I tell you, he truly did. That is probably one of the most outstanding things about Rick in my mind and I knew him well. We were in Los Angeles and he picked up a box and he hurt his back uh, a few years back, it was about nine years ago and he was never the same, his back was never the same, He, he, he had serious problems with his back and one very rich man heard that Rick was having trouble in long flights and he couldn't sit in the economy seats and he was having great pain with his back. So this multimillionaire sent a message to Pastor Rick and said, God has blessed me with great wealth and I hear you have a bad back. So I want to pay for you to fly business class for the rest of your life. I just want to honour you with this. (laughs) <laughs> I would have jumped at it. How many jokes? So Rick um, sent a message back and he said, thank you so much, but I will not be able to receive that. Uh, I, I, my, my polite answer is no, but thank you. So he was explaining to us as our MDs, we had our meeting in Singapore, and he said, I'm not taking that. And many of the, uh, the guys were, were saying, what's wrong with you? He just wants to honor you. He just wants to honor you. <sighs> Wisdom. And Rick said, You've got to be very careful, you know, yeah. when people honor you. Just be careful. That honor could destroy me. Because what happens me if I sit on a plane and I'm in the first-class lounge and I go onto the seat and there's all these people waiting to serve me? What's going to happen my mentality? Am I worthy of this honour? And when I get off the plane, what sort of a father am I going to be? What sort of a husband am I going to be? And we deal with this every day. Fathers who don't want to be fathers because they feel above it all honored in some way in the world or even in the church that makes them aloof. W- women who don't want to be mothers. Women who don't want to do anything anymore except have recognition. Dangerous. And Thank God for wisdom. You don't receive all honors, you know. You don't receive all honors. And Rick was very wise, in my opinion, to say a very polite No no thank you. I'm going to give a pass on that one, and I'll keep a reality check on who I am. Thanks very much. (laughs) The second thing I would say about humility and honour and consistent ministry in our lives and the correct handling of our giftings, don't honour what God detests. Don't praise what God abhors. You know what God hates, well don't honour it then. That's wickedness. Don't honour the things that God hates. Do you know Henrietta, one of our members here, a couple of years ago, she sent me a series of videos over a period of time. And she was asking me, what is happening in the church, Pastor Mike? Look at these. And I've seen them other, actually some other members sent me similar, similar videos. I'll give you an example of one of the videos that Henrietta sent me. There was this pastor, and he was so highly honoured by his congregation that they considered that he could no longer walk on the ground. Hallelujah. (laughs) So when he arrived outside the church in his car... The members of the church, this is true, I've seen the video, they prostrate themselves all down the path leading to the church, into the church and up where he sits. And he walks over the bodies of his people. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? Um, And she's sending me this video, what is wrong with these? This is honour gone crazy. There was another video, very similar in another place where the pastor arrives, same story, he gets on a golden throne and he's picked up on this thing, you know, old fashioned style, and they carry him into the building on this golden throne. It's just insanity. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. And there's some examples which I wouldn't dare repeat because they're too gross. But you see this stuff. Don't honour what God detests don't have any part in this friends and it's a bit of an epidemic around the world at the moment be careful be careful the third thing i would say about honor not all honor is from god nor it is, nor is it approved by god nor is it genuine not all honor is from god not all honor is approved by god Nor is it genuine. There's a lot of fake news around today. (laughs) There's a lot of fake stuff. And in the last days, there will be lots of fake stuff. The Bible talks about false prophets. False miracles. False churches. The apostate church. False worship. We must worship in the spirit and truth. Truth, not fake. True, not false. There's false worship. There's false Christs one in Titus, it talks about false conversions. Well, I'm telling you, friends, there's false testimonies and there's false honour. And particularly these two. I'll give you an example of a false testimony. And this is something I have to deal with consistently because you manage churches and services, etc. How can I put it? Let's say there's a, a a prayer minister okay someone who's in charge of prayer and someone here is very sick and this prayer minister prays for them and prays for them and prays for them and they get well and they're healed and then this prayer minister they want attention they want attention they want glory they want honor so what they do is they say to the person who's been healed why don't you give a testimony to the whole church and then they start to construct a testimony now Don't forget to mention my name now, will you? And it's a false testimony. And you hear it again and again. And people behind the scenes, they're pushing people forward to glorify God. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So if God uses you to minister healing to someone, ask that person to give a testimony but also ask them to give you a promise. Don't mention my name. Please don't make any reference to me. Go up there and glorify God. False testimonies are everywhere and false honor is everywhere. And it's destroying people who have no idea of its power. I want to give a disclaimer at this point to what I'm about to show you and what I'm about to say. I do not know Joel Austin, okay? I like Joel Austin's preaching. I listen to him quite often. Just by accident of I'm researching a subject, he'll pop up and I enjoy his preaching. I have no idea whether he's a good man or a bad I don't know. I abstain from any opinion. Okay, so I say God bless Joel Austin. I have no clue who you are, to be honest. However, I saw this photo on Facebook, someone sent me this photo, which I thought was interesting. Ray, can you pop that up there? I thought this is very interesting, look at this. Joel Austin's, and I, I believe in positive confessions, my friend, I was teaching on this yesterday, actually, funny enough, Austin, um, I am prosperous, I am successful, I am talented, I am healthy, I am positive, I am beautiful, I'm attractive. And the Apostle Paul, I'm wretched. Funny, isn't it? Funny the modern church, and Paul also gives us many positive confessions. But I think there's a separation with Paul there, okay? Uh, And maybe one that the modern church has has a struggle to embody. What are you full of? Are you full of the Holy Spirit or are you full of your own ego? What, is the, what are you becoming? What are we as churches creating? Apostle Pauls? Or what? Superstars? What? What are we creating? What does the Bible show us? What does it teach us? I repeat, nothing against Joel Osteen. Sorry, Joel. Nothing against him at all. And nothing against positive confessions either. I, I believe, I have them on my wall. I believe in positive confessions. But whoever constructed this graphic, and it wasn't me, I don't know who it was, they were making a point, which I think is valid. It's an interesting point. What, uh, what is the modern church turning us into? Got to be very careful of that. So, okay then, how am I supposed to survive then? At the moment, I want to crawl under a chair and hide. <laughs> how do I live? How do I do anything? Okay. Number one, the Bible says, let this attitude be in you. That was in Christ Jesus who came to serve. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says this, each of you should use whatever gift that you have received to serve, to serve others as faithful stewards, not to seek honor. But to serve others. Jesus did not seek that honor, right? John's Gospel, chapter 5. And in Philippians 2, the famous scripture from Paul, when he talks about the manner in which we should walk, Paul says this Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vanity. Vanity. So when I'm trying to corrupt the testimony, to bring praise to myself, mm-hmm. this is wrong. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourself value others greater than yourselves not looking for your own promotion or your own interests but for the interests of others be like Christ who being in very nature God yet did not consider equality here we go Lucifer here we go Adam and Eve did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he took on the nature of a servant, and thus he walked, denying himself and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself to denial of self to glorify God. I guess for me, if I, if I, if I could, <coughs> excuse me, isolate three things that are of great concern to me personally, okay? to keep myself healthy spiritually and a healthy pastor. I've got to be very careful around three areas. Seeking honor, giving honor, and receiving honor. Three very dangerous, they're all dangerous. Seeking honor, giving honor, and receiving honor. Let me take them one at a time and you assess how you're handling these three things. I go into a little coffee shop just down in Bloomsbury down. I don't go in very often, but every time I've gone in, it's the same girl who's serving there. It's beside the university here. Now, all that I'm gonna say is presumption, but I think it's probably pretty accurate. The the first time I went in there, you know, I just woke up and I say, good morning. I have a, a black Americano, please, thank you very much. And that girl, she's not saying anything, but she's looking at me. And she gets the cup and she starts to make the coffee and she's looking at me and it's so loud. Do you think this is all I do? Do you know who I am? I'm in the university here. I'm just doing this a few hours a week. I don't do this, you know? I'm studying seismic cosmology. (laughs) <laughs> it, she's just, it's so loud. I'm saying, could you, t-, you know, could you turn it down a little bit? What's all the panic with recognition? It's, you, you, you're, you're emitting signals here, girl, that are so loud to the human race. Some people walk into church like that. They've been walking into church like that for years. Don't you know who Does anybody in here know who I am? Seeking honour. Seeking honor and most often seeking honor that is totally ridiculous, it's totally unwarranted. Human beings overestimate their abilities, that's a fact. We don't underestimate, we typically vastly overestimate ourselves. And that's a statistical fact. That's why 80% of businesses fail in the first five years, right? Why? Because they're all overestimating themselves. They all thought they could do something that they didn't have the ability to do. They thought better of themselves than they probably should. That's why on X Factor, most of the contestment... Right? Off you go. Bye-bye. Next, please. And each of those contestants, in their own mind, you know, I I am a brilliant businessman. Well, actually, you're not. In their own mind, I'm a a singer or whatever it is. Well, actually, you're not. You're overestimating. And in the same fashion, many Christians overestimate the honour they should receive. And so they get hurt, and they get vexed, and they they walk in the door angry. They arrive angry, and they arrive like a vacuum cleaner, trying to suck up any form of honor they can get, because there's some void that's been created inside them. You're on the wrong road. You're on the wrong road. Jesus said, "I do not seek the honor from men. Don't seek honor from men." Seek the secret honor that comes from God your Father. Don't seek honor from people. Seeking honor, giving honor, and receiving honor. Secondly, giving honor. Be very careful to give honor only where honor is due. If you start, that's why when that man tried to give Rick that thing, this is not due for me. This will destroy me. Now if that man, the man means no harm, but if I receive it, I'm the fool, I I can be destroyed by that. So don't give honour to people when it's going to destroy them. Give honour where honour is due, only, lest you destroy people. Be very careful with that honour. You need to be proactive because i believe i see that all over scripture we need to seek to honor people that's fine no problem with that that's what king david did when david was on his throne in 2 samuel he he was uneasy he said who's left right of the house of saul that i can honor so you can seek to honor that's fine that's that's a good spirit and a good thing but be very careful to give it where it's not going to do damage and it's going to edify the person seeking honor giving honor and the last one obviously the most dangerous one receiving honor not an easy thing in some senses yes we do need to receive honor in certain uh, I, I get this when I travel a lot and you're in another place and they want to honor you and there's times when you have to say you know thank you very much glory to God and you, you, you have to be big enough to handle that and and to walk on with it. But be very careful to distinguish between flattery, encouragement, and honor. People will flatter you for their own benefit. It's about power, money, and politics normally. When you're getting flattered, someone's, they're, they're gonna destroy you. Flattery is not encouragement. Flattery is for the benefit of the person who is flattering. They have a secret agenda, so be careful. Never accept flattery. It's very devious. And it's not true anyway. Encouragement is very different. Encouragement is selfless. It blesses the person with no strings attached. And honour is connected to service. So understand the difference there. When you you come to a place where you have to receive honour, because we do, be careful of the difference in those three things. The second thing about receiving honour, I would say, is never... Steal someone else's honor. Okay. So if someone else does something. Don't try and take other people's honor. I'm not going to read it because it's a long scripture. But I'll send you it later. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. There was an, uh, an army general called Naaman who had leprosy. Mm-hmm. And the great prophet, Elisha, was called to bring healing. And Elijah sends the word. Tell him to dip in the Jordan 7. And uh, it's a long story. But in the end Naaman does. And he's healed. And Elisha walks in. And Naaman says. Wow. Brilliant miracle. Thanks Elijah. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to honor you man of God. Bring gold and silver. And let me bless you. And what does Elisha say? No. I will not receive this honor. I will not receive this blessing. Let all glory go to God. That's what the prophet says. And Elisha takes all his servants. He says, come on, let's go. He moves on straight away. But there was a devious servant called Gehazi. And Gehazi, as he was leaving with Elisha, Naaman's back there. And Gehazi says in his heart, by the way, this is in 2 Kings chapter 5. No need to turn to it. Gehazi says, ah, I'm going to go back to Naaman and I'm going to tell him that um, I'm going to go back to Elijah and I'm going to tell him that, sorry, I'm going to go back to Naaman and tell him that Elijah changed his mind and that you can now give me the gifts. (laughs) So he saw a chance for a prophet. So he goes back to Naaman and says, Naaman, the prophet has changed his mind and he has sent me to receive the gifts. And Naaman believed him. And Naaman says, honor this man, bless him with gold, bless him with silver. And Gehazi sneaks back in to the camp with Elisha. But don't mess with prophets. (laughs) Elisha says, where have you been? And Gehazi says, nowhere. Lies, you went to Naaman. And you received honour that was basically not yours. And Elisha says, now the leprosy that was on Naaman will cling to you. Because you took glory. You took honour that was not due to you. Be very careful about fake honor, about receiving honor or praise or anything else. Be very careful indeed. And the last point <clears throat> about being consistent in ministry, walking in the power of God over a longer period of time. It is critical that I handle ministry correctly. It's critical. Like the worship we had this morning, thank you guys. Wonderful as always. But as Tim and Angela do their preparation today, for example, there's a pre-ministry period. You need to prepare, you need to humble yourself before God, pre-ministry. Then there's ministry. Then as you come before us and you lead us, You've got to have the right attitude of heart that glory is going to God. Then the most important really is the post ministry. It's what you do when you've just finished. This moment is a very important moment. I was was praying the other day, I texted my wife here and I wrote a message. I said, I'm just writing a message in the park on my phone. And the title of the message is, get off the stage. Get off the stage. You've done your bit now go go disappear you've done it that's what we needed but don't linger for praise don't linger after god uses you you need to learn to walk on you need to learn to move on don't linger around that that's not a good habit at all to have there's a great Scripture, I'll read it again to you. In Mark chapter 1, Jesus has become the superstar, if you like. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick, all the demon-possessed, and the whole town gathered at the door. And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let them speak, because they knew who he was. Denial of self. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and he left the house and he went to a solitary place. Oh, oh, so you just did many mighty miracles, but you, he's gone. (laughs) And Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they explained, everybody's looking for you. Jesus, what a day. The deaf can hear, the blind can see, the dead are raised. Man, you're a superstar. Come back so that everybody can shake your hand and get your autograph. Come back, Jesus. Listen to Jesus' reply in verse 38. Jesus replied, let's go somewhere else. (laughs) Let's go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. Because that's why I came. I didn't come for the praise of people. I came to honor my father. Let's go somewhere else. Very important principle. Let's call it walk on. Learn learn to walk on. Learn after God uses you to get off the stage. Just walk on. Keep moving. Move on to the next thing or whatever it is that God's going to do. It's not easy. <coughs> not easy. In a few weeks time, I think we should... Let's get a leadership development... Seminar together on that subject. I think it's an interesting subject. How to prepare for ministry, execute ministry, and then behave after ministry. By the way, this is not the only time that Jesus disappeared when something good happened. In Luke chapter 24 as well. Then their eyes were opened at the breaking of the bread and they recognized him, but he disappeared quickly. <laughs> he was gone fast. And sometimes, especially when the anointing is moving, sometimes you just need to get out of the building pretty quick uh, if you intend to continue in ministry because the well-intentioned praise of people is not acceptable in many cases to God and you're gonna get in trouble, that's it, that's it. The theory of creativity, humility and honor, learning to walk in humility and honor. This morning when I was in here, I was just reading in the book of Revelation, when all this is over, everything's over and we're all in heaven and the reality, the real reality, not the exaggerated overestimation of ourself, but the real reality of who we are is loud and clear to everyone. Do you know what we say then in some of the exclamations in the book of Revelation before the throne? Do you know what we say? All glory and all honour and all praise be unto God. All glory and all honor and all praise be unto the only true God. What were we thinking about? Who deceived us? You don't have to wait to Revelation to behave like this. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. You can start today. You can start right now. You can get ahead of the game simply because you understand this. I believe that's where the Apostle Paul was. And with all due respect to the likes of Joel Osteen or others, and myself included, any pastor, anywhere, all of you listening here, be careful. Be careful that the current atmosphere of positivity is not feeding my ego. Don't be ego driven. What's your ego got to do with your ministry? Give, I mean, give me a break. Hello? You wouldn't have a ministry. You wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for God. So I pray for myself. I pray for us. I pray for you. Pray with me. That God has gifted every one of you. Don't let it destroy you, please. Don't let it destroy you. Don't let it destroy you don't take glory, don't take anybody else's glory, don't secretly glorify yourself or seek honour for yourself, do the exact reverse, let this attitude be in you that was also in Christ. Taking on the very nature of a servant, as the apostle Peter says, let each of us use the gifts we have received to serve each other. Would you repent with me on this issue this morning? Father, I, I thank you for LFC and the other churches that will follow us later on this topic. I thank you that you have absolutely been lavish and generous with your giftings to us as churches in VFC around the world. We praise you for that. You have not left us bereft but you have equipped us. God, if in any way these gifts we have taken for our own glory, for vain glory, for vanity or for conceit, in the name of Jesus, forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. We intentionally humble ourselves this morning. We will not seek honour or glory. Help us to give honor where honor is due and not give it where it is not, lest we destroy people. And in receiving honor, would you give us great wisdom and great care in this area? So we commit the future of LFC and all our churches and churches and Christians around the world. Equip us to glorify Jesus so that ahead. Of the book of Revelation today, today, this morning we say all glory and all honour and all praise be unto the Lord God Almighty now and forevermore. Amen. 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 Thank you Pastor Emma. God bless you everyone.